0: Welcome to The Healthy Skin Show with Jennifer Fugo, where we're flipping everything you've been told about your chronic skin issues upside down and connecting you with alternative solutions your dermatologist never told you about. Welcome back to episode number 115 of The Healthy Skin Show. In today's episode, I'm talking all about rashes that appear around your mouth, I often get questions about what rashes mean when they show up in different or very specific areas of the body. Sometimes they can be a clue to something that's going on, and other times it doesn't necessarily mean anything, that I at least have been able to decipher as of yet. During the Eczema and Psoriasis Awareness Week 2019, Chris Masterjohn talked about different types of rashes and what they can mean from a nutritional perspective. He specifically mentioned rashes around the mouth. And since that interview is only available to those with access to the event, I thought I'd share a bit about what can potentially be going on. And the reason that this is so important is because your mouth is such a sort of front and center type area. Everyone can see it. And as a result of having rashes in that region, it can be incredibly painful to talk smile, or even laugh because movement alone can trigger cracks in the skin. So if you've been struggling with a rash around your mouth, this episode is for you. A lot of times people will assume that if they have some sort of rash around their mouth, that it's just eczema. And it could certainly be eczema, but it also could be something else. It could be a condition that you've probably never heard of, something called angular colitis. Angular colitis is a very specific inflammatory skin condition that affects the area around the mouth, and it impacts people of all ages, both young and old. It can also cause cracking at the corners of your mouth as well. Now, when someone shares with me that their rash is specifically affecting their mouth and or their lips, it gets me wondering about this condition. The reason is that angular colitis can be caused by a number of issues that range from exposure to certain medications and environmental exposures to specific health issues or even deficiencies or excesses, by the way, of certain nutrients. To be entirely transparent, there are other forms of colitis that affect the mouth. But for the purposes of simplicity today, I'm just going to talk about this from a more general perspective because I really could have gone on and on about colitis and all the different forms, but I wanted to make it simple for you. Now, as a clinical nutritionist, it's my job to look deeper, especially when one potential trigger is possibly nutrient-driven. Well, just as I shared in the podcast on geographic tongue, a rash around your mouth could be a sign of something more than just a rash. A couple of years ago, I worked with a woman who suffered from a rash around her mouth, and that's how I came to learn just how painful and frustrating rashes in this area can be. So I'd like to break down what I know about angular colitis and how I look at it from a clinical nutrition perspective. It's my hope that This episode could give you the clues as to what's going on, but obviously, I'm not a doctor, so if you're listening to this and have a rash around your mouth, make an appointment with your dermatologist to see if your rash is potentially more of an eczema or dermatitis issue or if it's actually angular colitis. It's always better to know for sure rather than assume, especially because of some of the triggers I'm going to talk about in a few minutes, that can cause angular colitis. I am very sensitive, I think, to people when they post photos out of desperation and they're seeking answers about their rashes because they don't feel like they're getting anywhere with their doctor. And so they end up turning to strangers and putting up these pictures in different Facebook groups and online forums, just hoping for an answer. And it makes me so sad, especially after having worked with my previous client and seeing the photos of people with these rashes around their mouth, just begging for help. They think that it is maybe some sort of eczema and the doctor's given them a topical steroid, but they aren't really getting relief. But here's the thing, when you think about it, each of us takes for granted not having pain or discomfort moving our mouths, literally the skin around our mouths. So it's such a mundane thing, right? To talk, to laugh, to eat, like you just don't think about it. But what happens when that area becomes inflamed, or the skin cracks apart, or that because you laughed out loud at something that you didn't even think about, you know, because we don't think about when we laugh, it's just a reaction, the skin breaks apart, and it really, really hurts. All of a sudden, everything is in pain, and it can just bring you to tears. So to better understand what angular colitis is, I wanted to share with you some symptoms. So it commonly presents itself with cracks or fissures and all sorts of things around the corners of the mouth, but it can also impact your lips as well. And symptoms can include, again, those cracks that may be painful with movement, fissures, redness, oozing, crusting, blisters that can form, erosions, bleeding, swelling, scaling. I mean, this is like a big deal. And there are a number of different pieces to this puzzle that can be to blame. Some are within your control and others can be side effects of medication or hidden nutrient issues that could be either deficiencies or in excess. Now, one common thread that I was able to find through all this is that saliva sitting on or around the mouth tends to be a large trigger that can then invite in unwanted bugs. And I'll discuss that more in a moment. Don't worry. But lip licking, licking the corners of your mouth, or drooling, all of those add unwanted moisture to this area. And it removes the naturally occurring oils that act as a moisture barrier. So the lips and the skin get increasingly dried out. Also, and I am guilty of this, but biting your lips can also be a trigger. Having certain diseases can make you more prone to developing angular colitis as well. They include things like celiac disease. Diabetes, inflammatory bowel disease, so like Crohn's, ulcerative colitis, lupus, lichen planus, eating disorders, which can cause trauma to the lips, like in the case of anorexia nervosa or bulimia, Sjogren's, and even eczema. But what's more interesting is that angular colitis can sometimes be triggered or exacerbated by infections, right? I was saying like that moisture can draw in or invite in bugs that really shouldn't be hanging out there. A doctor can swab that area and run a culture and what they want to look for is an overgrowth of candida and or staph aureus. You guys know all about staph. I've talked about that on the show. So here's some interesting stats that I found in one paper that I was reading. Quote, candida is found in 93% of cases of angular colitis, but is described as the sole pathogen in only 20% to 50% of cases, end quote. So that means it's more common to see a combo of bugs triggering this issue. Authors of this particular paper went on to state that, quote, 60%, to 75% of angular colitis cases are caused by a combination of candida albicans and staph aureus, end quote. This is why it's best not to assume that what's impacting your lips is just a rash, especially considering that there's a chance of an infection being present. Now let's shift gears for a moment and look at angular colitis from the perspective of nutrition. While most commonly we see angular colitis associated with certain nutrient deficiencies, you actually can have one specific nutrient in excess, and that can also trigger angular colitis, believe it or not. So let's start with nutritional deficiencies. The most common nutrient deficiencies associated with angular colitis include riboflavin, niacin, pantothenic acid, biotin, folate, B12 zinc, iron, and protein intake. If you do happen to have a rash around your mouth, it does not mean that you are potentially deficient in all of these. It could be one or a combo of them. Most of these listed are B vitamins, by the way. And the other thing to point out here is that I mentioned a number of diseases that impact or impair your body's ability to absorb nutrients like celiac disease, Crohn's, and colitis. So you can see that if you don't have a steady influx of these nutrients or your body is impaired in some way from properly absorbing them, that can play a role here. And to also keep in mind that if you change your diet to something more like plant-based or vegan, where it naturally is lower in B12 without consistent supplementation, and maybe you've even lowered your protein intake as a result, those can be major problems because we need those nutrients. And we need protein, ample supplies of protein, which I've talked about on the podcast a number of times, in order to rebuild healthy skin. But I also need to mention that sometimes people aren't on a low-protein diet, but they're simply just not getting enough protein due to low stomach acid. I've talked about the low stomach acid issue a lot, and I find it to be a quite frequent issue in people with chronic skin rash conditions. And that said, if you do not have sufficient stomach acid, it's going to make it difficult for you to separate certain nutrients from proteins that they are biochemically bonded to in food, like B12, for example. It also makes it difficult for you to break the bonds between iron and other minerals that are also bonded to these proteins. So having sufficient stomach acid is critical. Now on the flip side here, taking too much vitamin A can also be a trigger. It is really common in the skin world for people to end up taking massive doses of vitamin A. They have no idea where they're at and I really don't recommend just taking mega doses of any type of vitamin or nutrient on your own, let alone without checking what your stores are in the first place before you begin supplementing and monitoring them along the way. If you've been taking high doses daily for a long period of time and your issues are around your mouth, it would be advisable to get your vitamin A level checked. And last but not least, we don't want to forget about potential environmental triggers. Things like nickel, which are found in braces used at the dentist office, metal bowls, cutlery, and even certain foods, gold, cobalt, lipsticks or balms, chewing gum, mouthwash, toothpaste, food additives, SLS, so that's sodium lauryl sulfate, Sunscreen and makeup could all be a problem. So, if you haven't checked out this list of potential environmental exposures that could be a problem for you, head on through that list. And when you exhaust it, because some people may, don't feel like you're at the end of your road. Now you know that you've got to look at nutrient status and you also need to explore some potential infections that could be part of your root cause. Because I mentioned about low stomach acid and labs that look at nutrient status, I'm going to put links to both of my guides for those two issues in the show notes for today's episodes. That way you can explore those on your own. And I hope that this episode actually gives you a whole lot of hope, because if you've been struggling with rashes around your mouth, you may feel really frustrated and hopeless. But there is more to investigate, so do not give up. If you've got any questions or comments, I'd love to hear your thoughts. Head on over to skinterrupt.com forward slash 115 and leave them in the comment box. That way we can keep the conversation going then take a moment, rate, review, and subscribe to the show so that the next episode lands on your mobile device. If there's anything that I've learned from listeners of the show, they learn a ton from every episode, no matter what type of skin issues they're personally dealing with. And if you know someone who's been struggling with rashes around their mouth or on their lips, please share this episode with them. The discomfort and shame that people feel living with mouth rashes can be really tough. And perhaps what they hear in this episode will give them some answers. Thank you so much for tuning in. And I look forward to seeing you in the next episode.